1: If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat.
2: Explore Together.
1: Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on August 7th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat, as we continue our discussion over the information leading up to Halo Infinite. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86
3: And this is the... Now educated about dust dogs, green-eyed zombie dust dogs. <laughs> zombie dust I dogs. I now know oh, that wow. catnip <laughs> is bad for dogs.
1: It's bad for dogs. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> can't take you anywhere. And no. la- nope, nope, you can't. And last, but definitely <laughs> not in the least, is Hansy Ghost. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: He's broken.
1: Oh <laughs> gosh! We have a good friend, Pince Halo <laughs> Vince, how are you doing? yeah Okay. I'm doing well. So, anyways, Breaking. moving we're on. Not drinking. <laughs> no, we're all naturally. <laughs> we like this, I too. Mean, to is be fair, this why, is pretty yeah. much a standard Halo night for <laughs> yeah for us. So. oh my goodness! Anyone who's for all you poor that have listened to all
0: five of them i'm sorry <laughs> um but yeah
3: sorry not sorry so who are the banished pens
0: <clears throat> okay the banished are um as, as we found in the trailer uh or the game demo for uh halo infinite the banished are going to be the primary antagonists that we're going to fight against um the banished are a were actually introduced in Halo Wars 2. Um, <clears throat> they are a faction of primarily Yurohane brutes that rebelled against the Covenant. Um, the group is led by a Yurohane war chieftain by the name of Atriox. Um, I'm going to kind of run through the summary here, but there's actually a cutscene from Halo Wars 2 um, that is that it gives an excellent summary uh, and I'll go ahead and just drop that there into the Twitch chat, but it's, it's really, really good. Um, so <clears throat> you can't talk about Atriox and the Banast are tied together. So we're just going to kind of run with that from here. Atriox was born into the covenant. He was, and then once he became of age, he joined the covenant and became known for his strategic genius and tenaciousness. Um, <clears throat> The Covenant realized this and helped take advantage of it. He and his packmates, uh, under, in, during the human Covenant war, were under the command of a Sangheili Silent Shadow. The Silent Shadow are essentially assassin, uh, Sangheili assassins. Um, and their primary goal was the hunting and slaying of demons and, that meant spartan twos yeah as they were known in the covenant
3: i just remember hearing Grunt scream at the demons <laughs> being us that is Demon. my mm-hmm. and that's right before they cheered yay because popped yes. their head off
0: followed by the pop or actually the pop first then you get the yay yeah grunt birthday party's a great skull Best anyway Easter uh, egg ever. so <laughs> so anyway um he served loyally for a long period of time but at some point in time, the Covenant started using his clan as frontline troops, essentially as fodder, the idea that they were to break the UNSC lines. So they would send them 40 at a time and against to, to be the vanguard to break the line, and then there'd be a follow up. But the 40 would die, they would die 40 at a time. And in many cases, the battle had been decided and they were still doing this. This happened time and time and time again until the thing is Atriox was the only one who started coming back from these. He would go out with 39 other of his pack mates. He's the only one who'd come back again. This happened so many times that eventually he lost faith in the great journey, which was the whole religious basis uh, of the covenant. Um, at the same time, though, because he kept coming back, he kept surviving, his legend started to grow, specifically among the Yurohane but among other members of the Covenant as well. The prophets saw Atriox as a threat now. So, <clears throat> on a planet named Algolis, um, they sent 40 of them out. He came back. Um, at this point in time, he came across a single wounded marine. He let him... Try to get away from him, but the Marine was wounded, couldn't make it. So just before he killed the Marine, he went ahead and expressed severe disdain and hatred for the covenant and essentially stated he didn't believe in it anymore. Um, another year old um, heard this and challenged him for heresy. Um, and Aatrox killed him. When Atriox turned back to the base, there was a Sangheili executioner, which was essentially a senior in the Silent Shadow, and sentenced Atriox to death for betraying a member of his pack. Atriox, and you can actually see this in the video, he drops his hammer, falls to his knees. The Sangheili lights his his energy sword and goes to stab him in the face. Atriox stops him by raising his hand and capturing the sword, which actually cuts into the side of his hand. He then kills the executioner that was going to kill him, which led his packmates, who were still present, to take action against the other Sangheili. Um So, at that point in time, that's when the Banished were born. Um, so at the beginning, it was mainly just Yorulhane that came to his side, although there was some Ungoy, the Grunts, who were there as well. Uh the early years of the banished were all, was all guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. They ra- they primarily raided covenant stockpiles. Um, <clears throat> but they also raided some covenant of uh, some UNSC. Um, this is around 2550. And this is about the time the UNSC actually he- heard of, um, Atriox. It was mainly from, it was from a uh, grunt that they had captured who went on and on about the, um, about essentially. This war leader who didn't have any religious fervor, but he, um, he led, um, because troops knew what he wanted and what he stood for rather than, you know, and that inspired the loyalty.
3: That's just, I'm sorry. I'm going to, the whole idea of a grunt being the chatterbox is so surprising. So, so
1: surprising. isn't, Isn't it though?
3: I'm sorry. Like anybody who's spent any time in Halo, hears those guys just gossiping like old women <laughs> at a coffee shop.
1: Mm-hmm. What's even better is in Halo 5, there's a there's a oh, couple God. of them who are sitting around the sort of saying Helios. And it's just amazing.
0: That that particular scene uh, we've all seen the videos of a, a like a young pup messing around with an old dog and the dogs <laughs> just kind of the older pups just kind of look at it sitting there going, "Yeah, whatever, kid." That is, that is played out in one of the uh, hub scenes in Halo 5. If you go wandering around, you will find this... It's so amazing! They're, they're sitting on a cliff. They're sitting on a cliff. They're overlooking what's actually a pretty nice, beautiful-looking scene. And you just hear the grunt going on and
4: on and on and on. And you,
0: every now and again, you hear this grunt from the Sangheili. Oh,
3: no. It's amazing! It's priceless. So the so, grunt basically... Gives up the information a little bit about it, going on and on, mm-hmm. and saying, "There's this guy. He's not tied to the religion like everybody else is, but he's he stands for something. He has a belief, and he's got purpose. He's got drive. So we're gonna do this kind of thing with him. That's where they kind of start banding up, or
0: yeah, pretty much. That's uh, um, that's pretty much where." It kind of started, like I said, the UNSC at that point in time was more concerned with defeating the covenant. They mm-hmm. weren't re- interested in a faction. They actually would have probably been more saying, okay, fine, internal division in the covenant. Sure. Great. That helps us. Right. Um, you know, I mean, they so, kind of
1: did that with the arbiter.
0: Yeah. Um, so once the covenant actually fell apart in 2553, this actually allowed um, a lot of remaining covenant to come to Atriox's side. This gave him a huge fleet. This gave him a a huge amount, a large number of troops. Um, this included a uh, a covenant a Sangheili, uh assault carrier, which is one of the largest ships in the covenant, was one of the largest ships in the covenant fleet,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and named the Enduring Conviction, along with its experienced Sangheili crew. Um, over the next eight years through raiding and, and pillaging and whatnot and, uh, stealing, they became, like I said, became an extremely large power. Um, this all came to, uh, eight years later, um, where they went ahead and attacked the, the lesser arc. Now, when you're talking about halo, the lesser arc are the places where are the forges by which the, where the halos are made. Okay. The idea was Atriox wanted to go there and create a halo ring so he could use that in his conquests. He didn't have any luck with this. And then in 2559, that's when the Spirit of Fire arrives at the Ark and fight the banished, um, and end up fighting and they beat him to the halo ring. Like I mentioned in the uh, intro episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, along, also along this time, um, as most people, if you've played Halo 3, you know that on the Lesser Arc, the, um, City of High Charity crash landed on it right. and when it was infected by the flood. So the Lesser Arc had a flood infection that had been isolated. Well, because of a couple of mistaken Yoruhane, the flood outbreak, a flood outbreak occurred, but they were able to Contain that and stop it from going through. And then also at this time, the banished had to deal with an Ungoy rebellion led by Yap Yap. So yeah, okay. Yap. So
3: the
4: uh, mm
3: hmm. Yap Yap. Is that Yap-yap. the giant grunt that we fight? That's in the mech?
1: No. And yeah. well, I think there is one that is yeah. Yap Yap. I
0: believe so, but this was Yap Yap the Destroyer.
1: <laughs> it's
3: like okay
0: <laughs> he was a low-ranking deacon in the covenants ministry of sanitation before being kidnapped oh, so by the so he banished.
3: dealt with all the time got it okay so yes. he's just well he wasn't um, was this okay, was so. was this the
1: was this the rebellion that was because they were uh short shorted uh breathing methane or was that that was under the covenant? no that
0: was that was that was under the covenant that, that the occurred covenant. okay
1: because I remember there I was that one, they they sh- <coughs> they were deliberately shorting them breathing methane because they were like, oh, it's got population control. And the ungoys, understandably, got a little pissed about that. Sure. Yeah.
3: I'm just thinking, like, okay, yap, yap. My first thought was Jub-Jub <laughs> from Star Wars.
1: You're not wrong.
3: But if Jub-Jub actually led a rebellion.
1: I mean, he kind of did.
4: Kind of,
3: but, like, he was... He he didn't talk all the time.
4: No, he didn't.
3: (laughs) Yap Yap probably talked all the time. (laughs) as says his name because he's a Yap Yapper.
1: I mean, she's not wrong. (laughs) No, she's not. You know. But it's not just Yap Yap. It's Yap Yap the Destroyer. The Mm -hmm. (laughs) Destroyer. This is all I can picture is a gnome barbarian. That's all I, I, I just and and right. Or an I just want somebody, barbarian
3: like I it. want a fifth grader who hears the name Yap Yap the Destroyer to draw it because you're going to get the strangest cartoon. Whip squad, go uh, right. Oh, and of,
0: and and of course, he is also the um, impetus behind yappening. Which
1: wait is, <laughs> <laughs> and green's broken <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's an in-game kind of thing where essentially uh, for a period of time and yappy app takes like makes inroads to the game and wreaks havoc in game with like silly game types and
4: the game yap-
0: functionality the yapping-
4: yeah. like <laughs> yes
1: yes yes you can never. You can't villain, say that Halo also- Halo multiplayer doesn't take itself super seriously.
3: That is <laughs> brilliant.
1: I just threw I threw
0: the link to the yapping in Halopedia, <laughs> uh, and I'll give it to Blue so he can go ahead and put it in the the show notes. Please go read it, and just know that
3: i'm sorry hey, halo
0: does not take itself seriously the, the on this CRC and it is great the
1: best is part the, is the master the chief collection the master chief collection screen when it happens it's yeah, that's grunt like that's the first thing that
3: caught my eye is just this like shadow glorious shadow grunt kind of thing just arms out like oh
1: and it's so, mm-hmm. so the only thing I remember because I play SWAT all the time with Halo. Uh-huh. So when you play on Yappin, last year at least they have what's called the Head Pop Party. It's SWAT, <laughs> but it's got the Grunt Easter, or the Grunt Birthday Party <laughs> Easter egg on it.
3: Oh, nice!
1: <laughs> so all you hear is Pop, yay! <laughs> the entire game, it was like everyone. Everyone's kd drop because everyone is just dying laughing the entire time. That's awesome. Time. It's. Just <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, and by the way, in the
0: in the in the Master Chief collection it is called the yappening Two Yaps. This time.
3: Oh no.
4: <laughs> yes.
3: That okay. That's clever. Okay. I I like that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Ah. Crisscross. Back to the thing.
0: <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> so that's kind of back on target here. <laughs> so that's really the summary of Atriox and the Banished okay. there. Um, essentially, it is uh, they're pretty much at this point in time nearly as powerful as the Covenant was, uh, except, like I said, they're not religiously motivated. They're motivated by a charismatic leader, which actually makes them more dangerous in some ways.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the other Yohane that we need to discuss is the uh, brute war chief by the name of Isharam. This is the one we uh that gets introduced to us in the um Halo Infinite trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh the one um set a fire in your heart Spartan um is that the, the last line is so is actually really really good. Um <clears throat> we don't have a lot of information on him. All that we know is that he's a war chief. And when Atriox led troops to the lesser arc, he rose in power to the remaining banished that were in, uh, that were left. <clears throat> and it is this group that discovered installation 07 and defeated, uh, the UNSC in 2559. Okay. So, um, it, from, from the, um, the trailer mm-hmm. <clears throat> or the clip at the end of the gameplay demo, um, he seems like he is someone who fights, who, who lives to fight, who is always looking for um, the next challenge. Uh, just based upon um, the way he spoke, because there, there are lines in there that seem to indicate that for a long time he didn't have any motivation because there was no one worthy to fight him. And then all of a sudden, here's this demon. Um, although... <clears throat> um, how did he put it? Like the UNC calls them Spartans. The Covenant called him demon to the banished. He's prey. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah. so, and it's like I said, it's somebody who seems to be highly motivated when there's someone who is who he sees as an equal in right. combat. And he wants, you know, he wants to measure himself against someone who is uh, who is his equal. And that's the kind of that's the kind of um, <clears throat> what what I kind of see from him. Um, cool. In okay. there, so
3: okay. So, oh, blue just threw in a factoid: is that the guy playing Eshram? Is that how you say his name? Uh, Eshram. Eshram is the same guy who plays Callus and Reinhardt, and I did not realize that darren DePaul played reinhardt or played callus
1: yeah and actually john dimaggio is the voice actor for atriox who is mm-hmm. if i remember this correctly off the top of my head banshee um okay mm-hmm.
3: i i actually know darren DePaul a little bit better because i love watching him he's a very charismatic voice actor who does all the reinhardt stuff at yeah cons. he can
1: also uncannily switch into reinhardt voice. So oh, yeah. crazy quick,
3: yeah, yep, awesome. Okay, so that's actually a good place to stop before we dive into a little bit more on uh, installation 07 and or Halo Ring, whatever it is. I'm so I'm like. I feel like I've been put in a blender. My brain has a little bit. There are contents in there that are recognizable, and I'm starting to get a coalescence of something that could be a smoothie eventually. But right now, it's
1: still. She's still recovering still from the yappening.
3: I'm yeah, that one. That one's having a hard time. Um, but let's take a quick break before we jump into that.
2: Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal. And wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.
3: So, okay, moving past the happening, moving past
4: <laughs>
3: the Reinhardt voice and everything else going on with that, there are other things that are possibly coming forward within Infinite or going to come forward that it's just like, okay. When was Chief woken up? Chief hasn't been woken up. He's still in the thing, isn't he? Like, that didn't happen at the end of Halo 5 that I, like... He's still in 2 ish well,
0: no. Well, kind of with the trailer that was released in E3 uh, last year, um, what we see is Chief is floating in space, and his Mjolnir armor kind of has locked down to protect him. Okay. Um that is a new version of Mjolnir. It was introduced in twenty five fifty nine. So we know that, <clears throat> um, we know that he wasn't like in cryo at some point in time. Well, I shouldn't say that. We 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 know that he has his new armor. So we know at some point in time he was either en route or heading to Installation Zero Seven. Um, Just as a side note, there's a novel coming out later this year called uh, Shadows of Reach. It takes place in October of 2559, and it's Blue Team returning back to Reach because of something that Halsey says is needed to try to combat Cortana. Okay. Um, we don't know any other details. So it's only—that takes place, I think, a month or so before, essentially, the loss to the Banished. So we don't, you know, I, I'm kind of ho- what I'm what my hope is that <clears throat> and the, the novel will be written by Troy Denning, who's done a great job um, in the other two novels with Master Chief um, that that he's done. Uh, he's he's picked up the mantle that Nyland set uh, exceedingly well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so what I'm hoping is, is that. We, and, and the other thing is that mission, we know it's not at the beginning. They said that it's about three to four hours into gameplay. Okay. Where that particular mission happens. So there's definitely something more ahead of it. And I'm part of it. I would assume what I'm hoping is we have information of how Chief got there. Um, was he on a ship that was destroyed? Um, it, it seems like, um, he was en route mm-hmm. to, to 07. Um, and not 07 on, and not on the ring itself because he's unaware of the loss that occurred. So, and also in one of the other cutscenes at the end of the gameplay trailer, you see him in the Pelican with, uh, the pilot who most of the Halo, well, all of the Halo community has affectionately called Bro Hammer.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: Bro I still hammer.
1: wish that was Mishak. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm I was not going to yeah, Like I when be... I first heard him, I was like <gasps> and then it was like, no, it's not him. But
0: <laughs> no. Um the um back in Halo 1, the the name of the pilot of the Pelican who always shuttled you all over the place was mm-hmm. Faux Hammer.
3: Oh, gotcha.
0: And as a side note, in the in the script for the Halo movie, and yes, there was an actual script for a Halo movie. It was implied that Chief and Foehammer had some type of relationship.
4: Oh,
1: really? <laughs> yep. Fanfiction.net. Huh.
3: What? All right, then.
0: Well, I mean, it was it was very loosely, or they were very close friends at the, at the, yeah. at the very least. I
3: mean, considering how Chief doesn't really... Anyway, I'm going to move on from that. Um Yes. Okay.
0: So, and anyway, event, so, it, the Halo community started, because we didn't have the pilot's name, mm-hmm. so they started calling him Brohammer. <laughs> um, as you do. Yeah, as you do. So, and, and um, yeah, that, that's kind of where, <clears throat> um, and I totally lost my train of thought.
3: Sorry. Uh, so, okay. No, it's you okay. You have possibility of Brohammer shuttling Chief to the installation but if that's just a like a, a theory at the moment or do we like you said well, that wasn't kind of sort of in the trailer that everyone at e3. yes
0: yeah the the at the e3 trailer uh, you see the pilot kind of clean shaven you figure he's kind of drifting in in space He's fairly clean, so you figure it has. This probably isn't that long after, I guess the the initial battle. Okay. Um, and then it, it, the way the way the scene goes is you see, um, there's like a little holographic thing that's, I guess, his wife and his kid talking, yeah. and it kind of circles it, and you can kind of see that it has a ring that shows how much charge is in the battery, and it's draining, mm-hmm. and it. When it goes all the way back around, you see him with a full beard and, like, he looks like he hasn't had a, a shave and a haircut in probably a couple of months.
4: Sure.
0: Um, there's a, an alert, a, 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 a beeping outside of it detecting something. He thinks it's someone coming to save him. And he sp- starts trying to call out. He wipes the frost off the window. And that's when you see Chief floating outside. Mm-hmm. He brings them in, charges the suit back up. Um, We also get, and and the other thing in the boot screen that appears, um, there's a reference, if you stop it and you look, there's something called Spider, S-P-D-R. That is actually a reference to something that occurred in I Love Bees, which was the ARG for Halo...
1: Three? Three, Yeah, Halo 3 was the ARG yeah. for I Love Bees.
0: <laughs> Essentially, it is a program used to recompile an AI that has been damaged. Um, okay, then. And, and also, in that particular... Um, in what someone else found in that boot sequence was a barcode, or, or a QR code, I mm-hmm. should say, that when you scan, took you to a piece of audio that was jen taylor as cortana Mm -hmm. saying this is a piece of me but you know this is familiar it's a piece of me and it sounds much younger than what you were used to cortana being so some people believe that we have either halsey creates another cortana clone from her brain right or and we're going to hearken back to the two Halo ones ago when we talked about Halsey's journal.
4: Right.
0: The reason Cortana is so different from other smart AI is that normally when you create a smart AI, <clears throat> it is from a human brain, but it's a, someone who's deceased. Right. Halsey created Cortana by cloning her own brain and then mapping all of her, Methodies. like the brain patterns right. over and then generated it. Now, the thing is, she didn't just generate one. I think she generated a dozen clone brains. So it's possible that what Chief and Blue Team do is they go to, um, Reach to recover one of the brains to allow another Cortana to be created.
3: So where is Halsey at this point?
0: Her last, her last position would have been on the, um, Actually, it would have been on Sanghelios. Um, at the end of Halo 5, uh, as I, as I mentioned before, um, the final cutscene is Team Osiris and, and Blue Team coming off of a Pelican
4: mm-hmm.
0: and meeting up with, um, the Arbiter, Sarah Palmer, and Halsey. And the final line is a line from Halsey. It says, took you long enough when she's speaking directly to John, because this would have been the first time in, Wow. Uh, let's see, twenty five fifty two. Eight years. This would have been the first time in eight years that Halsey and John have been together. Okay. And I and I so want a story of that meeting.
3: Like when they meet back up for like, the first time. Do you mm-hmm. like? That's
0: that's kind of just left out there. There's nothing specific. It's touched on in the book Bad Blood, which mm-hmm. is which focuses mainly on Buck. Um. <clears throat> all he says is they kind of like blue team went off with Halsey and they talked about something, but there's nothing specific, but, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, I mean, there is some supposition is some thought that we have another Cortana clone to either try to recompile or absorb the, uh, the rampant Cortana in or to defeat it or do something, uh, which would kind of parallel, uh, the whole mendicant bias and offensive bias. Uh, mendicant bias was a forerunner AI that got turned to the Flood mm-hmm. and betrayed the forerunners for the Flood. The forerunners created offensive bias to defeat mendicant bias. So um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the UNSC is going to create a Cortana clone AI to defeat the rampant Cortana that is the leader of the created.
3: Okay, so Cortana is a Wilk the Cortana okay. if she doesn't if she isn't absorbing the the quote unquote bad Cortana who is right. not the Cortana we used to know because she's somebody we um mm-hmm. now I have that song in my head is she, if the Cortana that we see in Infinite does not do any sort of absorption or anything like that, do we think that Chief and her are going to be... I mean, they're going to be compatible because they were compatible prior because they were Mm -hmm. initially put together, but that's got to be painful for Chief because she wouldn't have any of those memories necessarily. She would Mm -hmm. be a blank slate.
0: Yeah, and and there's a... Right after... In Halo 4, right after... um, And the mission is called Composer. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, after Chief survives... You see Cortana like crouched on the pedestal with right. essentially her head in her arms um, and Chief wakes up and um, <clears throat> she says in there, you know, they may they'll pair you with another AI. They may even give you another Cortana model, but it won't be me. You know that, right? It, it's at that point that I think and maybe I'm reading into this, but. It's at that point that I see Cortana realizing that the odds of her coming out the other side are, um, slim to none.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Chief is the one who essentially believes he can still win. Um, and fun fact, Halo 4 is the first time that you as Chief lose because the mission, the, the overriding mission of Halo 4 wasn't to defeat the Didact. It was to get Cortana back to Earth to get her healed fixed however you want to phrase it and that didn't happen
1: right because that was the whole thing was he was trying to get back to halsey because the entire Mm -hmm. the entire time halo 4 he was halsey halsey will have an answer halsey will fix this halsey will fix this halsey will know what to do which is why which is why the ending was so painful you know as you guys were talking about because that's where the line that he like i think it's Lasky actually makes the comment about, like, which one's more machine and which one's more human about with Chief. And it's just it, – it was Chief, it, it was so interesting, Chief, that, that yeah, dynamic. Chief, Chief,
0: yeah, Chief says that um, it's our duties as soldiers. And Lassie comes back with the phrase something to the fact that he's like, you say that, like, soldiers and humans are, are not human and, and we're not. Uh, or that were that soldiers are machines. And his last line is, she said that to me once about being a machine because chief is always the machine choked up. Just talking about it again. Chief was
1: always the machine. And Cortana was always the, you know, the human heart of the, of the, and so that was like the whole, the whole thing was like Halo four and with a, with Halo five too, is like, that's the conflict that chief has is, He's being forced to to grow as a character to not have to depend on the whole someone else telling him what to do. He has to make some of his he he, he makes his own choices like that. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but like he makes choices in the moment, which is what chief like and they talk about this in hunt the truth. Like he's very, very, very good at making split second choices and making the right choice and he, right. he's always been that but he but but he, he's not he emotionally
3: operates. driven he's logically driven that's well the machine it's even aspect, it's right? actually
1: even like well yeah. there there's that but it's also he doesn't operate on a big picture he operates in he's he's a very much squad oriented individual oriented decision maker okay. whereas okay. cortana was always the one being like okay we got to go there so now we have to do this, 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 and this, and she would she would set like, counterpoints to him. Yeah. But Chief would be like, okay, I can't get here by path A, so I'm going to go to path B, or you know, whatever. He he would get to the checkpoints, but Cortana was the one that was setting the the end goal, or you mm-hmm. know, Lasky became the next one that was setting the end goal, and then we see like that's like Halo Four and Halo Five. You start seeing different characters kind of take on the role of Cortana in, in trying to drive that. And that's where at the end of Halo four, it was so hard because it's basically the band aid gets ripped away. And right. he, he's like, he's left there kind of hanging with the fact that yeah. like, there is no one who is showing him the big picture anymore. And, and I know this is a little bit off
0: tangent, but, um, the thing, the thing with chief and Cortana is you have to remember they weren't paired until 2552, literally sure. just before. Yeah. Um, the fall of Reach. So, oh, was it that's right actually, before or was it
1: after? I thought it wasn't it because no,
0: nope, Mm-mm. It was if you in the book, The Fall of oh, Reach. Oh, in the
1: book. Bu- yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: That's right. John is paired with Cortana essentially a few months before the right, what, right, right. Halo CE. Um, so, um, because there was the scene in there about. Ackerson making them run that's a uh, right. an obstacle yeah. course, I and that is. That. Oh my
1: god, I forgot that scene.
3: <laughs> using the, it was using the armor, or getting ready to use the armor.
1: Yeah, and that's actually that's actually when he got the updated Mjolnir armor. Yeah. right. That's also when you saw how scary Cortana could be when she gets territorial about Chief. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but that's yeah. But in any event,
0: but the other thing is, is that and. Anyway, I'm not down this tangent. Let me just finish this off. The thing is, um, there was only one of the Spartan 2. Cortana, uh, Halsey saw all the Spartan 2s as her children, which was kind of messed up because she didn't have a relationship with her own daughter. But she saw all of the Spartans as her children. But the one she had the um, the greatest connection with was John. Mm-hmm. So... It is not that far to believe, because the way she clo- she created Cortana as a direct clone, that the clone would also have that connection to John. The other thing is, is that when um, Halsey had Cortana choose a Spartan to be paired with, she chose John. She actually modified her own processing buffer to essentially make her like 99% compatible with John. So even though they were paired for a very short period of time... You essentially have two entities that are, are that are essentially co- totally compatible with one another. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise that the two of them Same bonded like the nice, they yeah. did. I mean, it, it's it's not it's not a romantic love, but no. there is love there. Well, it's so.
3: gosh, the way it's just depicted in Halo Four, it's. It's it's almost as if there is a there's quite the codependency you know between the two of them. John needs Cortana in a lot of ways throughout the Halo Four stories, Mm -hmm. and then you see that Cortana in a lot of ways also needs John because Mm -hmm. you see her meltdown and her breakdown. Mm -hmm.
1: Well and and John is her strength at those times too. Right. Like I think I it makes me think of like the you know the four types of love the the eros the storge the agape and the philia. And this right. would, I would I would say this is more like a philia which is like the love of friends and equals. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. and I mean and it's 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 almost agape. Like I mean it it almost is because it's just like they just they they operate on they operate on the same page like without thinking without even realizing it right yeah
3: so may i redirect our little tangent a bit yes so what i'd like to get into is probably the thing that most people are most excited about which i think you mentioned at the beginning and i want to take a quick ad ad break before we jump into the halo ring that we're heading to
1: Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the Gray Maybe of Tamriel.
3: All right, so, moment that everybody's been waiting for. What do we know about Site 07?
0: Okay, there's a lot, frankly, but um, we'll. I'll try to give the cliff notes on this. And Okay, so, the one thing you have to remember about the Halo rings is that all of them were built at facilities known as the Ark. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, there were two facility, two arc facilities, a greater arc and a lesser arc. Mm-hmm. The, the bulk of the, the halo rays that we had come across in game are, were all created at the lesser arc. They all have a diameter of 10,000 kilometers. However, the ones that were created on the greater arc actually were three times bigger. They had a, di- they had a diameter of 30,000 kilometers. Um, there were initially 12 of the one, there were 12 of the halo array that were fi- that were from the greater arc. And then there were six that were from the lesser arc. <clears throat> the other difference is the lesser arc, um, pulses when they fired were omnidirectional. They would go in all directions. The greater arc would only fire in a conical for, in a conical, uh, form. Right. So, um, Installation 07 originally was one of the 12 that were f- manufactured at the greater arc. Um, so it fired this w- one
3: direction only
0: uh, at originally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so this is the, this is the location that um, also had a large number of um, after the human forerunner war, a, a large number of humanity was devolved for, which is probably the best way to essentially to make them pre-technological, and they actually lived on in certain place in certain places on in the for in foreigner um, sites, and the, one of the main sites was Installation 07. It had a huge human population. Now, um, <clears throat> one of the other things about 07 was this was the site that when Mendicant Bias. Um, Essentially, this was this was the ring that eventually held the primordial, which, long story short, was essentially the very first grave mind. It was a flood. It was a it was a flood grave mind. Okay. This is this is the thing that actually, after forty some years of discussion, turned mendicant bias against the forerunners. Um. It also was the one where, um, in the human covenant war. It was found that the flood, the reason the humans were pushing into Forerunner fl- space was because the flood was attacking them. Um, <clears throat> but the flood turned around and stopped. Well, it ended up that they thought that humanity had genetically uh, modified, like, one-third of its population and essentially fed them to the flood. And they thought that's what stopped it. So, and then, of course, with that done and after what the... Uh, Forerunners did to humanity and devolving Them the flood started coming after the Forerunners so the Forerunners wanted to figure Out what the huma- humans did mm-hmm. well They used G- 07 As a site to Test humans for What you know What what genetic part Of the humanity is will will Allow the flood to be stopped um, So this All happens in Halo Primordium which is the second book in The Forerunner series um, essentially, <clears throat> the forerunners perform a lot of horrific acts against the humans there to try to figure out why they, um, um, <clears throat> you know, how, how they were able to turn the flood back. Um, yeah, Neo, you know, the, the uh, Palace of Pain was the name given to the site where this testing occurred by the humans who were living on the ring. Um, it ended up that, um the Master Builder, who was the one who had um, decided to perform these acts, he was put on trial by the Forerunners. It ended up that Mendicant Bias brought all of the original 12 Halo Array to the homeworld of the Forerunner to essentially destroy him. Um, it was during this time that um, he got stopped um, essentially by a clone of the Didact... <laughs> Which is another story altogether. Um, short, short answer. Forerunners have the ability to imprint themselves on other forerunners to allow them to mature. Uh, it's it looks like it's a mature, maturing rate. The Didact, um, before he got driven mad, actually left his imprint on another die, on another forerunner by the name of Bornsteller. Um, Borden Stellar, Born Stellar Last Eternal was his name, and he became essentially a copy of the Didact. Um, this copy of the Didact was able to halt the attack on the Forerunner homeworld, um, to an extent. And during this, um, one of the safety, um, one of the safety features of the ring was when they came under attack, they could, they would escape. So, When 07 went to escape, um, it ended up getting destroyed, and it essentially the forerunners reconfigured it to shrink it down from a 30,000-kilometer array to a 10,000-kilometer array and adjusted its firing so it would be omnidirectional, not a conical firing. So
3: even though it's part of the original 12, it functions and looks exactly, well, mostly like the newer ones that we deal with that are the omnidirectional arrays that we deal with originally. How? Okay. So why, 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 why did they shrink it down to try to hide it possibly or?
0: Because a huge section got damaged when it was escaping. So instead of just, and they had lost at that point in time, no, they hadn't lost the greater arc yet, but they couldn't repair it at the greater arc. So they just, Essentially said, okay, we're going to lop this section off and shrink it down.
3: They basically resized it for a wedding ring. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we got all the Lego sets. Hey. Well, actually, Neo, Neo mentions it in chat that part of, part of its, part of the safety thing to try to prevent it from falling into enemy hands was to essentially send it crashing into a planet. Um, however, um, Bias, was able to change it so it would pass around the planet, not through it, but there was enough gravitational shearing that took place that damaged it. Okay. Yeah. And that's what ended up getting shrunk in that. So pretty much. um, And since, and then again, it was part of the, it was then renamed 07 to make it the seventh of the 10,000 array, uh, 10,000 kilometer diameter array. <clears throat> it went through its firing sequence whenever the four, you know, when the didact, the copy didact fired.
1: The iso, iso didact. Um,
0: actually, his iso didact is, the ore didact was the one that was driven mad okay. by the flood. That's the one we came across in Halo 4. The iso didact was the the good one, his copy. Okay. Um, He was the one who actually initiated the firing of the Halo array. Um, And it... Installation 07 was the last one last one to be found. Um like I said it was 2553. Um and the UNSC had actually um sent people there to research it and the thing is with 07 because it's originally was a 30,000 diameter and it got shrunk the original the maps of like how the other six array were built Really don't apply to it. So that's why you kind of see the, uh, the arc, the, um, the landscapey look totally different from any other halo array that we've, we've, uh, we've come across so far. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because it is so old. It is hundreds of, th- hundreds of thousands of years older than the, uh, other halo Ray that we've been on, which from a story perspective leads to huge possibilities. Um I mean there's also there was also ten proto-grave mines that were supposed to be on that ring. Um there were supposed to be a number of different monitors there on that ring. Um you know you have the Palace of Pain, which is where all the testing came done. Um you have the chamber where the primordial was stored. Now what the isodidact did with the primordial was essentially Sped up time, and so essentially the primordial broke down into dust.
1: So it's it's uh, th- th- just don't bring dogs around it. No, just don't.
3: don't feed the dogs the dust.
1: Exactly, you're
0: fine.
3: Just don't. Okay, so.
0: So so that, that's, that's kinda of the that's kind of the real quick and dirty of it. Okay. Um there's a lot, lot
1: more.
3: So there's story there's a ton of story potential is what I'm hearing from mm-hmm. having all those different possible antagonists.
1: Well, it's not just up. antagonists either. It's the inform like the Lifeworker Central hub is is right. on it. So I mean mm-hmm. like there's there's a host of information as well that they could take. And go their own but way. I'm
3: like... Sorry. One of the things that I thought was most interesting that caught my caught my eye, caught my ear a little bit was when you had mentioned the Palace of Pain specifically mm-hmm. having modified because this was a you said it was tested on humans. Mm-hmm. Modified humans that we've never dealt with before. Like the possibility of that is really intriguing to me. I
0: don't yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, part of it was the um, the foreigners doing their testing, and then at one point in time, the they were essentially
1: exposing them to the flood, too. So, um... Well, and that's also when you got to see the, what was it, the beacons? Like, mind controlling. Or not mind controlling, but subduing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but the interesting thing about this one is that it has the life worker beacons which are basically devices that were embedded across the ring i don't do the other rings have beacons on them i'm assuming they do right mm-hmm. i can't honestly re- i can't remember I don't rem- right now but anyway so like beacons are basically the devices that it it basically um it with a subtle like in it, it basically hijacks uh entities what they refer to as gears which is basically their instincts, and it, you can control them through that. So it's a it's a really interesting kind of manipulation of like in, a, an instinctual sense of a per, of a of a being uh, by the the life workers or the forerunners to control them. Which is how they were able to control them with the Palace of Pain. They actually would just round them up and just basically sh- like herd them with these beacons.
0: Yeah. I mean, that one is specifically mentioned on 07, but I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen it referenced any, on any other ring. Um, so, but that's kind of, I mean, that's, like I said before, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to finding out is the history, uh, that ring is unlike any other ring that the, that we've come across in, Admittedly, there's Alpha and Delta Halo, which is the rings from CE and uh, 2, respectively. Um, this ring is totally different, <clears throat> which, like I said, brings up so many different possibilities. Uh, and that's really one of the really neat things that I'm um, really looking forward to on that. So,
3: I, I'm i out of questions. I, I don't know where to go with this. I'm excited to know like the concept of the oldest ring that we have ever experienced is really cool like that that i'm excited to go see i'm excited to see the stories that they're going to draw out of it the fact that there's so many different tie-ins between the flood even like you mentioned that the one got turned to dust which is like okay are we going to start that thing all over again and then the grave mines and everything. just bring your vacuum cleaner we're good oh my gosh okay
4: that does not work (laughs) That
3: does not work. I'm sorry. I, like, anybody who cleans on a regular basis knows that you're not going to get rid of all the dust with a vacuum.
1: Get rid of most of it, though. Well, then what you could potentially do
0: is just swiffer, evacuate swiffer the atmosphere it, swiffer it and afterwards. let it all go into
1: space. <laughs> swiffer it. Of course, Chat, you know. Chat's like, I mean, that's what we do.
0: But then again, you know, you eject it into space, and all of a sudden,
1: you'll end up with chemines. mines. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not how the force works.
3: <laughs> I'm just like uh. my mind goes to okay, you vacuum it all up, right? Like, where are you gonna put the canister? You can't just throw it in the garbage. In the you sun. can't just <laughs> just jet- jettison it. Just
0: jettison it into the zombie dogs. <laughs>
3: It, then it turns into like a rabbit embryo and strikes somebody on the head, killing them, kicking off the whole awoken like Mara's like trauma as a child. Nope.
1: Then we then we then we dip then into we Star Wars in. and get the Sun Crusher.
3: Yes, all of this. <laughs>
1: kip, oh kip, boy, Kip Duran, let's go. All there right. is a lot of streams being crossed right now. <laughs> that's when that's when the fun starts. So anyway, shout outs,
3: Marshmallow Man. Um,
1: oh tasty yes okay shout
3: outs for the advanced episode shout outs to live chat shout out also to uh miss raz who is in chat as well as wicked uh raz in particular who is back home feeling much better and then shout out to uh wicked who got a shout out during the episode without even being here because you're getting blamed for something you didn't even do but you're still getting blamed for
1: it so Shout out exactly to i love how she told on us
3: yep absolutely because they're here now to hear it
1: i was going to tell him anyway oh, okay fair enough besides he knows he's always at fault that's true pens what about you what do you have any shout outs for the advanced session um
0: i'm gonna give a, a shout out to 343 um and there, there, there's a lot going on in the world and whatnot and um i know that they have people there, just like at any major studio, who all they really want to do is put out the best possible game. Um, and having read through some of the reactions of people and, frankly, some of the stupidity that some people have said um, and done, um, I I just want to say to them that uh, I can't wait to see what they put out. And, uh, you know, I'm going to withhold any judgment on that. <clears throat> until uh until I get my hands on it um I just wish them I wish them the best and and uh that that uh whatever they put out I'm sure that they put their heart behind uh behind it um and then also like I said before just thanks again for having me on um I know I tend to ramble <laughs> and kind of charge to start chasing squirrels here and there um but there's a lot of that with the halo universe, I find myself just going, Oh, then there's this, which depends on that, which depends on that. And, uh, just thanks everyone for being patient for everyone who came out to
1: listen, uh, and who does listen to this. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. No, I mean, really that's, I just going to double down on what you said, especially about three, four, three, you know, I know a lot of people love to love to take sides and make judgments, about stuff that they don't do uh it's it's not it's not a simple switch that gets flipped to make these things and i mean it's yeah I, i i agree i think if you're gonna if you're gonna be judgmental about something at least give it the decency to wait until you actually experience it that's my that's my two cents i'm not saying you have to love it but but at least try it out before you before you knock it um But that and also, you know, again, big thank you to you for putting all I mean, you basically put the show together this week. So it was easy for us. We just showed up and hit hit hit
0: stream. I, I can't remember I know you said it in the past, like, okay, we're talking Halo, okay, go
1: ahead pens yep, you just run with it yeah go you got yeah. it
3: i also am just grateful that you sent me the show notes ahead of time so i could look them over <laughs> and start looking up some of these names and terms i'm
1: impressed I, i'm impressed with uh, skype's little subtext keeping up with the saying helios names like
3: yeah
1: well it is microsoft so you know uh, there's probably some halo fans fair you <laughs> know fair. i did not even think about that but that's that's fair that's fair <laughs> so so as always thank you for your time and until next time remember with wisdom we conquer stand strong stand tall and keep exploring with that we'll begin to wrap the chat up Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash chat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast. And let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.
4: You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.